What's you gonna do? What's you gonna do? No. No. No, we... No, we have to stop them. Let's get out of here. We can't just leave. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, horrible. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Oh, God. Somebody do something. Stop it. Stop it. Why are they doing this? I can't watch. Let's get out of here, Kyle. Come on. I said stop it. I said stop it. Knock this off now. Knock it off. Knock it off. Come on, dude. There's nothing we can do. Why? Why? We can't help him now. That thought it was pretty good. Let's just go. Let's just go. Right, here we go then. Hello, welcome to the first podcast from National Wrestling Radio. I'm Sean Thorne. I'm a sports journalist for the BBC, uh, radio presenter, producer, but most importantly, for the uh, purposes of, of this thing, uh, I'm a wrestling fan and, you know, well, Goldberg's got a podcast and I'm having one. Got a few things I want to have a chat to you about today. First of all, this guy. Allow me to beg your indulgence for one moment. My name is Damien... Sandow! I mean, what in Christ's name is that in there? Uh, I'm going to throw some raw thoughts at you as well. Uh, and then with the news, the Elimination Chamber is coming back via the WWE Network. Uh, King of the Ring also appearing on the network last week. Uh, we'll have a little chat about the Elimination Chamber and the other potential uh, WWE Network pay-per-view specials that could be going on. Plus, we'll have a chat about any other thoughts that pop into my head. With all due respect, Hunter, it's easy for you to stroll up in and out of here in your limousine, put the champ in a match when we're six days away from a pay-per-view. Just in case you ain't been watching on your big screen at home, Seth Rollins is the man around here. Right, so I've been sitting on this first one for a couple of weeks now, like sort of like a patient chicken. Just been watching with curiosity on how uh, this was all going to turn out. I'm talking, of course, of Damien Sandow uh, and his repackage from Damien Mizdow. So this kicked off a few weeks ago and there was a whole whiff about the thing when it started on Raw. Just just when you sort of see him stood there, just normal T-shirt in slacks looking like a schmuck. And I was fearing the worst as soon as, soon as I saw him. So to start with, I mean, this segment looked to me as, and this is my opinion, that it looks like this was Sandow's chance to go out and say what he wanted. If you missed uh, the, the initial Sandow promo, or your wrestling memory deletes itself after two weeks, then here's a little refresher. And one thing I am never going to do is come out here and lie to you. Three years ago, I came to the WWE with a blue bathrobe and the idea that I was going to enlighten everybody. Needless to say, we all know how that one ended. After that, I was actually told to my face that I was not entertaining enough. You said it, not me. What followed, some people were thinking I was losing my mind, but it was actually a quest to entertain. You may remember Brett the Hitman Sandhart. Then it's what I like to call the Magneto incident. (laughs) 
And then there was the time that I showed all of you my ill skill on the reel as LeBron James. Then, of course, who could forget WWE Chairman Mr. McMahon. And then came Damien Mizdow. Again, I said I'm going to be honest with you. Mizdow caused me to lose a lot of respect with my peers. But I gained something that means much more to me than that. I gained the respect of the WWE Universe. And that connection that we have is the most valuable thing as a WWE superstar I could personally ever have. Thank you. And without you guys, I would not be in the WWE right now. So it's their fault. You're welcome! Now, where do I go from here? I don't really know. Every oh, so not only was he uh, looking like a schmo on the TV, which doesn't bode well, but I was just like, oh... It was just a bit lame. It was just lame. Especially when he, he, he was like, so where do I go from here? I don't really know. It reminded me of when Sting came out uh, after WrestleMania and he was like, hey, who knows what's next? Oh, I sure don't know. I'm just floating around here like an idiot. Now, when Axelmania or Extreme Rules or Paybacks or whatever Michael McGillicuddy is calling himself these days, when he comes out to join the party, now at this point... I had to stop watching Raw, not because I was disgusted, but I had to pop out to do an interview. So I'm wandering around central London like, Christ, that was rubs. So I was thinking, like, what is going to happen here? I mean, I mean, at least he's going to beat the living hell out of Curtis Axel, right? Beat the snot out of him. I mean, because that's what they're going to have to do, right, to convert this amazing momentum they had coming from WrestleMania. 60,000 people cheering this guy. I was there. I was part of that atmosphere in San Jose. It was absolutely incredible. One of the biggest moments of the night. That's what they've got to do. After all of that, right? Like, right? Dude, knock this off now! Knock it off! Knock it off! I mean, like, what the friggin' hell? I mean, if someone I respected walked in on me watching that live at half past three in the morning, I, I think I'd just rather have been caught watching Red Tube. I mean, also, as well, what was this live crowd chuckling at? Are, are people in Green Bay, Wisconsin just laughing at whatever crap they see, like primary school style mimicry, whole lameo, happy slapping, lol, dead guy, ruffle. Damn it, you people think this is funny! <laughs> but if it was me, how I'd do it, but this would be to make him part of a mix. First of all, I've had it, I would have had him off TV for a few weeks, so we'd miss him. And I'd have him come back and be like, I tried enlightening you, I got told to be entertaining, I did that, but now I'm done entertaining. I'm here to kick somebody's ass, because I was seconds away from being a world champion and nothing and nobody is going to get in my way of getting back on top of that mountain. But instead it was like, oh, we've all got such a, such a nice connection, WWE Universe. Oh, oh love me. So on, on the topic of 
massive popular baby faces in history. Like, think about the coolest kid in your school, right, who everybody wanted to be. Uh, if he went around thanking all the Gorms and Norms for making him really popular and that their connection was so special, you'd be like, who is this needy chump? Like, Goldberg, Austin, Rock, they never cared about the connection with the fans. They barely really acknowledged them. In fact, they were all selfish and on a moral level, just knobheads. The Rock says, take your finger and put it in your nose. But you know, I thought, look, let's not flip out immediately. Let's give this a few weeks to develop because I think that's something I don't think we're very good at wrestling fans. I think we're very reactional and we rarely stop to see where things are going. But no, we're going down. A, we are definitely going down the route of driving this mimicry thing into the cold, wintry earth. You know what? I've just I've just realised what this is like. Uh, it's, it's like in Matilda when that kid who really likes cake nicks some cake which he wasn't supposed to have he wasn't meant to have this cake but he enjoyed that cake it was good cake so then until trunchbull then feeds him all of the cake until his ass is never going to want to be in the same room as a cake again in wrestling if we like something that we're not supposed to like it's like they sit in this in front it's like they sit us in front of the whole school and then feed it to us until we're praying for forgiveness you wanted cake you got cake now I mean, also see Fandangoing, which I'll get on to later. But here we are now. Uh, Macho Mando is the thing that that we've got. Uh, newly forming the the some sort of weird mega powers with Axel Mania. I mean, could this be good? Could it be good? I mean, you might you might disagree. You might think that I'm, I'm jumping all over this because I know Sandow has got a lot of fans who will stick with him through thick and thin but i mean like feel free to jump all over this i mean yell at me on twitter at the nwr show or on a at shauna thor and if you want to be more personal i may be reading into this a little bit too much because i mean you know sandow he's great at turning chicken crap into chicken salad again and again and again but i mean i bet even after jesus had turned like his 30th bottle of water into wine people were like look jesus like that's all good but we've had enough wine now Let's do something else. We are going to have to act if we want to live in a different world. Couple of raw thoughts. Well, Cincinnati wants Ambrose. The coup is back. And Kane and Seth are still bitching at each other. Those are pretty much the headlines. Good show. I thought not as strong as last week's, but, you know, still an enjoyable serving, an enjoyable three-hour serving of wrestling. Um, fans of an outrageous costume look no further than Ziggler versus Barrett where you had Dolph Ziggler looking like Cindy Lauper against a fully crowned and caked Wade Barrett while Farmer Seamus on commentary sat with flat cap and waistcoat and all I mean watching a massive agricultural looking fellow beat the bejesus out of a scraggly looking punk kid looked like something you'd see down the Bag and Ells in Bristol on a Saturday night I mean Barrett Barrett's gone full king something about the WWE crown I had, a, I had a feeling this was going to happen mainly because since his injury, the, the podium and gavel and general deliverance of bad news had been had been absent of late. I mean, I thought King Bad News had a pretty cool ring, but it looks like uh, bad news has been dropped and, and we've got King Barrett. Uh, if it was me, fantasy booking time, people. I'd make whoever was king of the ring have actual authority like maybe you have an angle where there needs to be a balance to the actual authority so the board of directors look to bring in a king of the wwe actually that sounds quite outrageous 
But I think it, I think having that authority makes the whole king thing more interesting. Like as much in the sense as you can of a grown man dressing as a king at work. I mean, there's all sorts of stories you could do there. Is he trying to overpower the authority? Is he working with the authority? Maybe I'm watching too much Game of Thrones, or maybe I'm still viciously wanting to live out 2008 storyline where William Regal was the king of the WWE. Do you remember that? How quality was that? That was one of my favourite storylines back in the day. Mate, I still remember watching the Raw where it was him versus Mr. Kennedy in the Your Fire match and being like, but I don't want any of these guys to be fired and be and being quite sad. Uh, also very aware that we've, we've tangented quite slightly into 2008 there. Uh, what, what, what else happened? What was next on Raw? Uh... Oh, Harper and Rowan. Harper and Rowan. They're buds again. Yay. I mean, Sean Thorne likes this. Let's be fair. Those two chumps were doing bum all. I mean, Harper was sort of doing all right, but Rowan, Christ. So those two together, back reunited, thumbs up from me, because at least they're relevant and doing stuff, and I like both those guys. I think they're quality, and I think that adds a nice new element to the tag division. I think that's that's strong. Also, minute silence, please, for Fandango. Jesus Christ. I mean, imagine you're Fandango, right? you got your old music back. Everyone's a Fandango in Mackle. Uh, you get to the back, and uh, you listen, listen back to your match, and you hear... This in the commentary. All right, guys, what's the over-under? The panic power over-under from the Jimmy the Greek section over here. I got a minute 37. Let's go. Go, right there. Stop. Here we go. I got 132. One minute 32 seconds. That's Seven seconds. seconds. I think Rowan wins the match in just over two minutes. No way. Looking for the victory and a kick out. And Eric Rowan, we may all be wrong if Fandango keeps this up. Eric Rowan nearly knocked the head of Fandango this off. This is it. And guys, oh, oh, game. it's 30 seconds. Cover him, cover him, cover him. This is the night I believe that the dancing died. Give me my money. 35.88 seconds. I got it right here. Give I was closest. No, I was closest. He is dead. So, so dead. Zack Ryder, make room in your body bag, mate. I wouldn't be shocked if we never saw Fandango again. I mean, maybe I mean maybe it was them trying to put over Rowan as this monster, but <laughs> that has made me chuckle to see that three-way evisceration of Fandango. It was nasty. US Open Challenge. Massive fan of this. This is starting to become a favourite part of mine uh, of the show. I mean, you got to hand it to Cena. I mean, obviously, like, Kane aside, all been really quality matches, and you've got to give Cena... His credit for, for putting in his share of the shift there. I mean, you can't say Cena cannot work. You just can't say it. It's You're wrong. You are categorically wrong if you're saying Cena can wrestle because he's been having one of the best matches on Raw, I reckon. I mean, I, I mean Cesaro Kid and uh, the New Day aside, the matches in the, um, in the US Open Challenge have been phenomenal. And this one with Neville was was no exception until Rusev uh, came out. Uh, what 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 sort of logic are we using here? Probably to make sure that his I Quit match still had a US title involved. Well, maybe maybe he's just he's just a bell end. He just likes coming out and, and spoiling people's matches. I mean, surely the twist, surely the twist at Payback needs to be that Cena quits. Surely, surely that has to be. It. I don't know what 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 he's gonna do. Maybe like Rusev does something horrible to Lana. 
like threatens to run her over with his WrestleMania tank or something, so Cena quits. We'll have to see it on Sunday, but that has to end with Rusev winning. Surely, surely it has to. Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. JBL sounds like someone doing a bad impression of JBL. Oh, that's that's all that's all I wanted to say about uh, the commentary team this evening. Uh, Kane and Reigns, cool. Yeah, that happened. Not not loads to say about that. That's probably why I'm making obscure comments about the sound of John Bradshaw Layfield's voice at this stage. Uh, Tamina, I uh, was against one of the Bella twins. Tamina is just a couple of arms and a mankini away from being Shiva off of actual Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> And if you don't play Mortal Kombat, Google it, and I dare you to tell me I'm wrong. It's it's her. It's her down to a T. Uh, Tamina wins. Sad Bellas. Uh, oh, here we go. Macho Mando's back on. I mean, one thing I learned is that you need to be proper stacked to pull off pastel-coloured trunks with stars on. I mean, I've talked a bit about uh, Damien Sandow already. I've come to terms that it's relegated to the nonsense pile. It's the sprouts in the Christmas dinner of wrestling. That's fine. That's fine. I'm... I'm almost over it, but yeah, cool. Well done, Mega Powers. Now yeah, might be fine. Those tough enough videos, though. Holy hellfire and brimstone! Uh, the big O's on there. Remember the big O off of Z Long Island Ice Story. If you can't handle that heat, then get out of my soul! I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he makes it on the actual show. But, I mean, some of, some of those videos. I need to sit down and just have a, have a watch through of some of those. Because some of them look outrageous. But, I mean, just as, just as we're having a chuckle of that, it's time to gather up all of those feels. Because we, we need to expect lashings of scalding hot sadness here. As a Daniel Bryan making his way to the ring. And I can tell by those semi-jubilant yeses that we ain't hearing good news here, folks. No good news here. Uh, Daniel Bryan forfeiting the Intercontinental title. Still no set date on when he's coming back. And that just sucks for everyone. Uh, I mean, you just got to hope that he recovers. And I mean, have they worked out what's wrong with him yet? I mean, is that is that the main problem? But you just got to hope that he's 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 actually going to recover and come back. But uh, it doesn't look, it does not look hopeful for, for Debray at the moment, which is... A massive, massive shame. It's a new day. Yes, it is. I mean, well, I mean, if, if you weren't feeling sad enough, it's all fine, though, because uh, here comes the new day. New day. Uh, do you know what? New day, you're all right, actually, at the moment. I'm quite liking their stuff. I mean, again, this is what I was saying. It was like sometimes that you need a few weeks or maybe a month or so to see how things work themselves out. I mean, not everything is going to be a home run first time it's debuted. Not everything's going to be like Adam Rose's entrance. I mean, like, look how that's turned out. So I'm enjoying these three at the moment, and I'm enjoying the feud with Cesaro and Kid. I mean, that match at Payback, 
has all the trimmings to be match of the night. Or I mean, I mean, it's 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 probably the biggest threat to Roman Reigns' four match of the night pay per view streak. So yeah, massively looking forward to that one. Is it me or is Bray Wyatt proper gone off the boil recently? I mean, a lot of saying weird stuff and not a lot of doing weird stuff. For my liking. I mean, where are all those nonsense creepy kids he used to hang out with? I mean, Wyatt needs a posse, in my personal opinion. Otherwise, he's just another crazy guy on his own rambling nonsense. I mean, there's not not a lot of fire on this Ryback feud. And I've got a theory about this. Because I think... Because a lot of Bray Wyatt's shtick is is mind games, right? Like, I mean, which is fine when, when you're trying to out-mind game, out game someone like The Undertaker. But, I mean, Ryback is such a dumbass... It's just like punching a puppy in the head. Like nobody's winning here. There's no, there's no victory in out mind gamesing Ryback. So I mean, yeah, that match it payback. Sure. I mean, I thought. I mean, Big Show in Roman Reigns surprised me. At Extreme Rules. Maybe that's going to be surprise of the night. I'm, I'm not putting. I'm not going to put a lot of money on that. Uh, we're at the main event. Orton's versus uh, Seth Rollins. A lot of deja vu. Yeah, I mean, everyone ends up coming out. Kane's got questionable intentions. Dean Ambrose is the last man standing. Uh, I'm pretty, was that the ending to last week? I'll have to have, a, have another look. But, I mean, I just don't believe at this stage that Rollins is going is to lose the title. I mean, and because of that, I'm finding it hard to get sort of overly excited. I mean, it'll be a good match. I think it'll be it'll be an enjoyable match. But, I mean, I'm just not, I'm not sold that, 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 that Rollins is in any danger of losing the title. Don't you just love your new dream house? Cause I sure love mine. So the Elimination Chamber is back on. Uh, interestingly, uh, I read that one of the reasons that it's been off is because the new arenas can't physically handle the structure. Uh, because they've got these new jumbotrons put in that they can't actually, there's nowhere to hang. The Elimination Chamber, they didn't think of that, did they? When updating their uh, their arenas, they didn't think when putting these nice new HD-ready screens in. It's like, oh, no, now we can't, now we can't have the Elimination Chamber. We're idiots. But uh, there's an arena in Corpus Christi that's still, still retro, still ready to handle over 432 miles of chain and nonsense. So the impulse decision has been made to give it the go-ahead. I don't know if the I don't know if the tickets have been on sale, but I mean, imagine having tickets to the regular ass house show and then finding out. Oh, by the way, the elimination chamber is on. I would be psyched. I think that's cool. I'd probably play that up if I was WWE because you never know. Like your standard Bulbasaur house show purchase might be surprise evolved into a frigging great pay per view quality Venusaur, which I think is pretty jokes. Now I've I've heard that this may be where the vacant Intercontinental Championship will be decided in the Elimination Chamber. I say I heard it. Uh, I'm pretty sure this infallible source, it was actually just Dewey Foley's Twitter. Uh, and as the Michael Cole-level journalist that I am, I've not actually been asked to verify this. But I think that sounds plausible. If not, get get Dewey on the writing team. I know he does a lot of, uh, of fantasy booking and stuff. Give Dewey Foley a, tw- a follow on Twitter, actually. He's a good lad. But I think this is pretty cool. I mean, it's interesting. Are they going to stick down the route of giving the nod to a big superstar to carry that 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 title like a sort of Daniel Bryan level superstar I mean if they can do that to try and raise the prestige of the title I think Sheamus is your best bet of, of the current crop of superstars who aren't knees deep in the WWE championship mix I think if you're going to go down the more the more worker route of the Intercontinental Champions um, I think I think Neville 
Neville might be getting the show. Either way, I think having it in the Elimination Chamber, just in itself, uh, raises the profile of the titles. I'm a big fan. Yep, happy with that. I think that that'll be a uh, that'll be quality. I'm I'm liking these pay-per-view quality things on the network. Like we had King of the Ring uh, just just the last was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? I've I've lost track. But I thought that was cool. I mean, surely this means that War Games will be on soon. I mean, like just get over it and do War Games already, WWE. Because like seriously, we're just going to keep asking for it. But I think War Games. I think that's that's a part of history. I can imagine some sort of authority-based war games being on the cards at some point in the near future. But I think that's cool. If you've got any other ideas of past uh, WWE themes, I'm trying I'm trying to think of trying to think of some, but none are, none are immediately spring into mind. Like sort of mini pay-per-views, like the old like Taboo Tuesdays and Cyber Sundays, that sort of stuff. But yeah, let me know on the Twitter at Seanathorn. I mean, that's it for, for our first podcast. I mean, hit the subscribe button. Let us know your feedback on what, what, what you think of, of the podcast. We're going to get the ball rolling on this, and then we're going to start looking at doing a few more bits and pieces. There's a, some stuff uh, of the Attitude Era that I want to do. Um, we've, we're going to be checking out some, uh, the, some of the old sort of 1995-era pay-per-views with both WWE, WCW, and ECW as well down the line. Plus, we're going to be talking British wrestling and also getting some interviews on the podcast as well so cheers for hearing the the inaugural episode you can say you were there i hope we'll see you next week for for episode two i've been sean thorne yeah hit subscribe let us know your thoughts <laughs>